Welcome back to Love, Life, and Legacy, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times of ours and enjoy life and win and be free and frolic in the sand or in the mountains or wherever you happen to be. That you can frolic freely. And in today's episode, Sammy and I are talking about freedom and responsibility because there's a lot of sayings you know you can see memes on facebook you can read all sorts of bumper stickers that freedom is on the other side of responsibility and all this stuff and it sounds like it kind of makes sense but actually we don't deeply think about the meaning of this and we definitely don't always live by this if you've ever complained or blamed somebody else for your problems and this episode is for you where you can reclaim your life and discover how you can be totally free when you learn how to take responsibility. It's not boring. Okay, I know this topic can be boring, but we made it fun. And if you get this, you can have freedom, free of charge, free freedom, or your money back. Welcome back to another exciting day here at Love, Life, and Legacy. Come on, Sammy, let's go. Love, Life, and Legacy. You gotta harmonize with me. Love, that's not a harmony, that's a robot. <laughs> Love, life, and legacy. Yeah. Sammy is, is a bionic man, apparently. I just found that out. Today is an exciting day because we're going to unravel. It's not a myth-busting episode. It's a, it's a figuring out what this slogan means episode because we've all heard it a million billion times, and it is thus. There is no freedom without responsibility. And mm. up until this point in history, responsibility has had the worst PR. I think the worst, worst PR in the world, public relations, marketing, is God, right? Uh, God has had the most miserable public relations ever because of the people that represent God. And second close, close second is responsibility because it just seems like homework. You know, it's like broccoli. Broccoli, I've never seen any posters trying to make broccoli sexy. And also responsibility is just like, ugh, gotta take responsibility. Mm -hmm. But if that statement is true, then all freedom that you seek in your life, financial freedom, mental freedom, emotional freedom, relational freedom is on the other side of taking responsibility. So we want to talk about this and make it make sense so that we can sell it to ourselves on a daily basis because we know how important it is in the recovery process for anybody out there struggling with porn, but also in terms of creating a, a thriving relationship. There's certain elements that are required and obviously responsibility is way up there at the top of the list. So what you think, Sammy? Like you like responsibility? Is it something you wake up and you, it's like on your vision board? It just says responsibility. Yes, just like wanting to go to the the golden corral of responsibility and just heap as much as I can on my plate. It's just what I look forward to on a daily basis. By the way, <laughs> this is the second golden corral reference in two weeks that I think Sammy's secretly jonesing because they don't have anything like that <laughs> in Korea. I think if it ever landed in Korea, the, the whole country would just fall apart. So. so, you know, growing up in a wholesome Southern state, it's like golden corral is the only appropriate place to celebrate anything. And so that's just where we would go for whatever... Any any reason we need to do something fancy, that is golden corral. <laughs> Got it. So it's like your comfort place. It's your happy place. Mm, yes. Got it. So it's you're saying responsibility is the buffet of of freedom. What are you saying? No, I'm saying you asked. I just look forward to waking up to responsibility in the morning, and I was just riffing off of that. That I want to go to the golden corral of responsibility and get as much of it as I can. Stuff your mouth with responsibility. Well, let's look at it. Okay, so let's look at it in terms of just like an individual, right? 
and and what your life would look like without responsibility because honestly we were talking a little bit before this and i believe that we have deep in the in our bone marrow of our beliefs this vision that the perfect life is a life without responsibility where you're just you know amply rich you're insanely rich to the point where you don't have to think about money or worry about money and you just sit on a beach and eat caviar or whatever your dream is and then everybody just serves you and it's basically like the, you're a king or a queen Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that's messed with us because I've just heard so many examples of different people who made it to that level, like Elon Musk, that guy Mark Cuban, they cashed out on businesses. And a lot of people actually go through deep existential crises when they sell their companies for hundreds of millions of dollars. It's like they have no meaning anymore, no purpose. And these people are typically very miserable and they end up starting another company within a year or so after. I know Mark Cuban like traveled the world he had hundreds of millions of dollars to just spend on whatever he wanted. And he was like, he was miserable. He was free falling. So it's, I'm just saying it's like, it's for some reason, it's, it's been this idea that's been sold to us as so, so much that we, we kind of are aspiring to something that doesn't even work. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is like a life without responsibility. Mm-hmm. Did, did you buy into that? I mean, you grew up in America. Did you, did you ever have that, that dream where you could just be a, potato <laughs> be a potato on a beach yeah I, I think it's something that doesn't matter where you grew up it's when you go through stressful times it's just a really appealing fantasy or appealing ideal is that the things that are stressing you out is usually some form of responsibility of some deadline to meet or there's some expectation of you and you're just scrambling to try to uh, to fulfill all of those and then the idea of not having those in those moments is really appealing for sure and um, is also, I think the other thing about responsibility that makes it something that we would want to avoid is the, what it confronts us with it. Cause when we are respond, when we get that we're responsible, then it, we have to also acknowledge that we have a say in how something goes. We have some level of impact sure. and yeah, that's a whole nother thing. And there's a lot, you know, so much resistance to that. Like, uh, if something bad happens to stay down responsible for it. A lot of us look. I don't think it's a matter of blame. Like it's because it's your fault, right? But it's just the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is we do have a say in how that happened and and in that outcome. There's something about us, our fallen nature, right, or our, our you know human nature, humanness, in that we don't want to admit that, and a uh, temptation to sh- try to shift that to, to someone else. It's very appealing, yeah. And I think that's that's a huge. I mean, when you look, when you talk to somebody who's struggling with porn it's always intensified their their addiction or their habit is intensified when they have some big looming responsibility right exam time Mm -hmm. huge like spike in use i don't know when when yeah their work when their boss is breathing down their neck i know some guy that's in like a like a coding boot camp and that's when he struggles the most is because he feels inadequate he's falling behind in the work he just feels like, I don't know what to do. Things are slipping away, but he feels responsible because he signed up for this thing. And then all of a sudden he's struggling his brains out. So it's like, mm-hmm. there's a definite correlation to responsibility and pain, which is why mm-hmm. it's interesting that responsibility is also a direct link to freedom, you know, that they're all mm-hmm. very much connected. <laughs> yeah. So how about you start going to that? Cause I'm actually still missing the link in, uh, it's conceptually makes sense, but 
let's get like really real with it. So how, what you just described in Mark Cuban or sitting on the beach, that does sound like some level of freedom. So how is that, how is it possible that freedom is impossible without responsibility? So it's the deep human need of, of being wanted. I had this really deep conversation with my wife last week, it was a week ago, where I said, more than anything in the world, I just want to be wanted. I mean, we're, we're, we're married, so we are with each other by contract, right? But I don't care about that. Contracts, it's just a piece of paper. It's more like an agreement to constantly work on ourselves to be able to take responsibility for loving the other person to the degree that they're needed, right? And so like the whole thing was of being wanted is like this, this we want to be wanted, we need to be needed. There's, a, I think, an 80s song about that. And it's mm-hmm. really at the core of it is it's that proves to me that we're sentient beings with souls that you can have all the stuff in, in the world, but if nobody wants you or cares about your opinion or calls you up looking for your advice, then a part of you is really empty. And when you have nobody that's, if you're responsible for nobody or nothing, it's just, you stop feeling needed on this world. Like it's just kind of like a part of you starts to shut down a very necessary part of you, which is why having kids is so challenging, but at the same time rewarding because you're responsible for the outcome of those humans, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm. it's some deep innate need that all humans have is to be, to be needed on some level. And of course there's different, there's varying degrees of that. It doesn't mean that we all have to be a Mark Cuban, right? But he's, he's the, kind of king of capitalism of that of that paradigm but there's the family structure there's society like why do people still form groups and meet up and you know out here i'm still in bali and there's little groups that meet up that have the same kind of scooters and they go for rides on saturdays like why do people form these tribes it's because you want to be a part of a group and you really desperately hope that if you miss a Saturday with your little group that they notice and they call you up and they say, how are you, how are you doing? And it's like this desire to be needed, right? Mm-hmm. So, but if you are a part of a group, then it also comes with the other side of it, which is you have certain responsibilities. There's certain things that you don't do when you're part of certain groups, right? Otherwise, well, even not, not even, hmm, not even that at that level yet, but individually, it is such a nice feeling to be wanted and needed. But then as soon as you're needed, then you're dependent on for something. And so, yeah, yeah, you're, you're then, you know, you're on the line for following through with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so, but it, it, it seems to bring the best out of you. That's how growth happens. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's no growth in a cave by yourself. There's like self-exploration, which is important, but it's like, that's the beginning point to the stepping stone of learning about other people and you cannot grow without other people. You grow in relationships and your commitment to the relationship will kind of define how responsible you feel to that relationship, Mm -hmm. right? And so even to ourselves, that's something that a lot of people have never committed to is like, how committed to am I to my, my own growth? How committed, like I'm asking you listening right now, how, how committed are you to your own intellectual growth, your own emotional growth, spiritual growth? Are you, is it just a general, yes, I am? Or is it, have you made specific goals or do you have accountability in these areas? And then if so, then you feel responsible to grow. Yeah. But like, it's that, okay, so now we're coming up with words. So there's commitment, 
that that directly links to responsibility. And responsibility is also linked to potential misery. <laughs> there's a lot. There's, there's like a lot of stakes with responsibility, which is why I think a lot of people are fearful of it, right? Why people are so fearful of marriage these days? Because you're responsible for the outcome of that relationship, at least 50% of it, right? And that's too much for a lot of people to handle these days because we're seeing the stats are not so... I heard recently that Southern California is up to 70% divorce rates during the pandemic, right? Wow. Yeah. So when you hear numbers like that, it's kind of like you don't want the responsibility for having to say this didn't work out. So a lot of people just opt out, right? Then there's no, the freedom on the other end of that is, well, imagine you found somebody that you could really build a love with that is unparalleled. And then you enjoy a love freedom that you cannot experience by yourself in isolation. But then you also have responsibility for being there for that person when they're being a jerk to you <laughs> or when they're vomiting in a, I don't know, in a car. Like that happened to me recently with my wife. I couldn't just like kick her out of the car and be like, well, peace, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a wife that doesn't right. vomit when we're on road trips. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. This whole conversation, when I think about it in relation to sex and in relation to porn, porn recovery, that's the, I want to talk about sex, right? Like maybe what, what's the role of responsibility yeah. when you're in a relationship with a person? I do want to talk about that, but with, but with porn, it's uh, getting that I'm the one that is in control of this behavior, right? So, you know, we have a lot of people that come to us wanting support in the area of recovery with their porn masturbation issues. And it's, it's like there's these correlations that are so common. And one of them is like the severity of someone's struggle with porn is very correlated to their avoidance of responsibility. Yeah. And the more uh, responsible a person is willing to get for their life, it's not, it's not even about willing to do. I think a person, the level, the responsibility they have is consistent. It actually doesn't change, sure. but their willingness to acknowledge their responsibility, the level they're willing to do that has a huge effect on the success of their growth and their recovery. And it totally yeah. shifts a person's way of thinking of, and which directs the actions that they'll take. By someone who's coming from a place of I'm responsible for my well-being acts very differently than someone who is waiting for someone else to solve their problems. Yes, I mean, what you're just saying really triggered this, this kind of basic equation in my mind that freedom, freedom as a starting point, because we all have the freedom to do whatever we want, basically. At, at this point in America, it seems like some, some of this might <laughs> be, be up for debate in the future. But for now, we can essentially do whatever we want. But freedom plus responsibility equals an increased level of enjoyment and more freedom. Whereas freedom mm -hmm. without responsibility is a declining amount of freedom that you will experience over time. And using this mm -hmm. as an example, right? If you have all the time freedom you know, in, in the world and you don't use that freedom responsibly, you're going to end up in a very difficult situation. So if you just end up watching porn a lot, you're going to have less freedom in your heart. You're going to have less freedom in your mind. You're going to feel chained to this thing that's taking up so much of your time. Whereas if you deal with this, if you deal with your porn habit and you get better at using your freedom of time, you end up having more freedom in your mind when somebody calls you up and says, hey, do you have time to talk? And you say, yes, I have the bandwidth because I have freedom in my mind. I have freedom in my heart to take care of another mm -hmm. person. 
you don't have that freedom emotionally if you haven't been taking care of yourself. Do you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. freedom plus responsibility equals more freedom for yourself and for everybody else in your life. It's an exponential mm-hmm. model of freedom is only one responsibility in the equation. Without the responsibility, then it's kind of like an erosion of freedom over time, if that makes sense. So that's on the individual uh, on, on the basis of being just by yourself and what you do with your own time, freedom, energy, freedom, and so on and so forth. Food. I think a lot of people don't know that when they live on their own, they are all, all of a sudden confronted with the option that they could eat hamburgers all day, every day, you know? Right. That's I mean, like freedom, it's like, that's the freedom. child's fantasy, right? Is yeah. that you just eat tricks and uh, Cocoa Puffs <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's like, <laughs> And that's a diminishing freedom will, will fall over you because you'll feel more and more gross. You'll have less and less real energy. It's going to impact more and more areas of your life. So it's a diminishing return of if you use that freedom to eat whatever you want. So it's like every, every aspect of your life. But that's just as a single person. Then when you include mm-hmm. another person and you're in a relationship, then you have a responsibility to that relationship. And you're either mm-hmm. using that responsibility well to feed the relationship and create more freedom so your couple can be happier, blah, blah, blah. And then when you mm-hmm. have kids, it's like, oh my God, the responsibilities never end. Right. But if mm-hmm. you haven't trained yourself to embrace responsibility as a positive thing, then you're everything just seems like a burden. It's it's not mm-hmm. like a responsibility, it's a duty. You know what I mean? Like, oh I gotta take my kids to soccer. Well, they're your kids. Who else is gonna do they're your responsibility? Mm-hmm. Do you want them to be happy? Then enjoy it. Enjoy it. Take take ownership over it. I think that's mm-hmm. I think those are synonymous. Ownership and responsibility are very much aligned, you know. Because I remember True Father talking about the true owner of something is somebody who loves it the most and who takes the best care of it, right? I uh, read a really cool quote about ownership recently. Uh, Paraphrase, I don't remember the exact words, but along the lines of ownership is not a matter of signatures and documents. Ownership is the look in a person's eye when they're dealing with a thing that they are taking responsibility for, right? Sure. Yeah, over the long term, because I, I know a lot of yeah. people who see a Lamborghini and they have that look in their eye, but they don't want to uh-huh. pay the, even the gas bill on a, on right. a Lamborghini. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But just in the context, of, yeah, just responsibility, taking responsibility, it's what allows us to, I, I think it's just a more, it just creates a context for us to live that I actually have a say in the things, the spheres of my life. Yes. And that just totally transforms the way a person lives and mm-hmm. the way they go about raising their children, the way they, they deal with their marriage, their health, all the important areas, their, their career, their finances. And everything I'm experiencing right now is a direct result of my own choices. Mm-hmm. Then, and I'm responsible for it. That, I mean, it's a very hard place to come to, right? So that's why there are not a lot of people who are very, yeah. you know, successful all around in every one of these areas. It's so innately ingrained in us for whatever reason to try to avoid that and to try to blame something else or to blame circumstance. It's just so convenient and easy to blame others, right? But I, I mean, like, again, like I said to you before, this, this recording was, I'm really working on that with two of my three kids right now, which is like taking ownership over your emotional state at any given time. And I, I never force them to change their emotion, but like my, my seven-year-old, often if he's really angry, I'm like, do you want to be angry right now? And if he says no, then I'll say, well, what do you want to do? Because you're choosing to stay angry. Do you need to let, you need to go, I don't know, run around? Do you need to just be by yourself for a bit? And then 
having this conversation is very insightful because a lot of times we say, I am angry. And so you are mm-hmm. the embodiment thing. But no, you're choosing to hold on to the emotion of anger and it's coursing through your brain and your body and, and all this, right? So even on, on that level, when you look at yourself, you always have a choice moment to moment on how you interpret life and you're responsible for your emotional state. Nobody else is responsible for your emotional state. You cannot always control circumstances, but you can control how you experience those. And even little kids can do that. And so we, we can do that. It's a, you got to train yourself, though, because our an immediate response, you, you are right, is to blame other people or to blame the situation and say, oh, this thing is making me feel this way. It's like, no, you are you. You're independent of this thing. So what do you want to feel? <laughs> you know? So, Andrew, right now, the words that you're saying, I don't like the way that they're making me feel. And so you need to do something about that. <laughs> yeah, you need to change you because I don't like how I feel. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's like when we become, when we're willing to be responsible, then we can actually get the things that we want. Because, I mean, yes. no one's going to give them to us. And that's just, that's what's, what's missing is the, w- the willingness to be cause in the matter regarding that, whatever that thing is. And uh, like you're talking earlier about people wanting freedom without responsibility or wanting any benefit or some whatever result without the responsibility for it. That fantasy, I think I remember like Jordan Peterson talking about that at some point where that's like the, the Peter Pan syndrome where sure. you ha- have the fantasy where you want the perks of being an adult without any other response, you know, Neverland where all these kids live forever and they never grow up. And um, that's the speaking to the, the social consciousness or what are wanting to actually have that, but it's impossible. It, it is a fantasy in the end. And it does. Yeah. It's not related to any of the realities of how life functions. And also what will bring you ultimate joy. It's not, it's not connected to that because the joy is in the responsibility. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. When you, when you man up or woman up and you, and you level up your, capacity in some way, your mental, emotional capacity. Like somebody's really difficult and they're, and they're being self-destructive, but you take responsibility for that person. You love them in some way when nobody else will. Something in you grows and you receive benefit from that, right? Same with when you push that phone away and you say, no, I'm going to use my time more productively. You feel better for it. There's always a reward and that's the internal growth aspect that you can't hack it's growth it takes effort and that but it's good effort and it's and it's the stuff that will end end you in a very good place and also to to your point i just want to mention some people are given the result without the process and inevitably it falls through their fingers because you mm-hmm. have to become a person that can like hold the thing whatever it is the most most the vast majority of lottery winners are severely depressed within three to five years of winning the lottery because they don't have what it takes to be that wealthy. It's a process. It's an emotional process. And marriage, you can't skip through the personal growth phase and have a healthy marriage. You got to grow, right? It's all, it's all connected. So that personal growth is taking responsibility for yourself mm-hmm. first and foremost. And then the more free you are, the more responsibility you can take for others, which sounds like it sounds like an indictment. It sounds like, like a prison sentence, right? Like, oh, I have more freedom, so I'm going to take more responsibility, right? right. It, it, it seems like a paradox, but it's actually, that's what ends up happening is that those who are the most free end up taking the most responsibility and they're in turn 
even more free than they were before. And yeah, and I think people, whatever reaction that they have to hearing that, it's probably coming from just the context of wherever they're at. And, and from the context of I'm barely keeping my own head above water, the idea of worrying about other people is very intimidating. What we're, what we're talking about is just imagine a completely different paradigm of living where you've gotten responsible for yourself so much to the point that you have the capacity to actually begin to care for other people. Mm. That is and and that's we, really incredible. And we see it time and again with high noon because when somebody's going through their own recovery process, they will inevitably get to a point where they'll say, hey, can I give back in some way? In the beginning, they just needed to take care of themselves. And that's actually a really good thing. That's why we don't really ask for anything in return. In the beginning, just you take care of yourself. You show up for the weekly calls, you do the work. And then eventually you're creating more freedom in your life to take responsibility for others. So that's why basically all of our facilitators now have been through the program before. They've etched out space in themselves to be able to take care of other people. But it was a process. They didn't start as facilitators. The vast majority of them didn't. They started out as participants who worked on themselves first. Then they created the space and the freedom to be able to take responsibility for others. So we've seen this in real time happen again and again, and it's a process, definitely. I don't know. Anything else to say about responsibility and freedom? Well, we just, if anybody out there is really inspired by this, please write a song or make a beautiful work of art or something that helps to sell the idea of responsibility because it, it's not sexy, uh, but it could be made sexy. I think we could we could resell it and reshape it. And it needs to be because as we can see, we're, we're reaching this critical mass of the dichotomy of people who blame or people who take responsibility. And those who are blaming the world around them are suffering so much. They're really drowning right now and they need help. But it's just because responsibility really doesn't look so attractive, especially when you're struggling, you know? So we need, <laughs> if you can help in any way to make it look more appealing, please let us know. Mm, absolutely. And that one, uh, some people are working to make responsibility more sexy. Aretha Franklin, right? She wrote that song. That's was respect. It? Ari oh, no, respect. Yeah, it was, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. She wanted respect, uh, not responsibility. Oh, uh, yeah. My mistake. I think if she wanted respect, she could have taken more responsibility. That's what I'm saying, dog. All the good stuff happens right, right. when you take responsibility. Mm -hmm. So anyway, sorry, Aretha Franklin. I know you're our number one fan and our biggest donator, but uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you guys have any questions, as always, please reach out to us. We are happy to continue these conversations and we love you and we just want to help you. We want to help ourselves and everybody live in a high noon light and you cannot do that without responsibility. So we hope we've sold you on that. And if not... You can get your money back or you can reach out to us and we'll, we'll continue to work on you a little bit. Absolutely. So uh, with that, we'll see you next time. All right. Hello, everybody. Andrew Love here. And I just wanted to add one more point. High Noon is a nonprofit organization and we are run by donations. And although we've been doing okay, thanks to the massive generosity of our founders, the Wolfenbergers, we want to expand higher, 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 higher. We want to make a global impact. We want to reach every family. We want to change the culture. And for that to happen, we're going to need a lot of volunteers and a lot of staff. 
that's just the reality. It takes money to travel. It takes money to do a lot of the things we do. And we want to let you be a part of this growth. And so what we've created is a donors club, which is a $10 a month club. And when you join, you get a t-shirt mailed to your door. You can get some exclusive content. And we also have some really good goodies for our tribe of people who are part of the donors club that we're going to talk about in the coming months. So I just wanted to invite you to be one of these people. Everybody can afford $10 a month. It's just a matter of whether it's a priority. So if you feel High Noon has impacted you positively or your family or somebody you know, please consider donating. I don't want you to give any money unless you really, really want to. But if you do want to, I encourage you to really, really donate. So $10 a month is, I don't know, a cat a month. I don't know how to measure it. It's a giant hamburger and french fries a month that you can sacrifice in order to help this world become a more habitable, more enjoyable, more connected, more loving place. So please consider joining our donors club. It's just $10 a month. We look forward to seeing you on the inside of our secret society for donors. Have a good day, everybody.